Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right now, checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 231. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, my man? Chris, uh, I'm, I'm not great. I, uh, I I had my car broken into this last Ooh. week um, a couple days ago here. And uh, I'm feeling very violated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's... Probably an easier form of being violated than than what I sometimes expect, but that's that's bad news. But I'm sorry for you. Um, today's show, we're going to talk. We're going to go in depth on the Packers. We're going to go all about the Packers. We're going to take a look ahead at the game, and we're also going to do something that may become a new segment. We'll see what the feedback is. Call it the threat assessment. So we'll take a look there. Also, we're going to go into Matthew Stafford's all-time stats. Because it's the bye week, and there wasn't a whole lot of stats to talk about from last week. We're going to give you the early injury report, what to look, and we're going to take you in deep around the division. A whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? Well, I know we hadn't talked about this on the show, but I, I'm i in Chicago right now, and I, I got a couple of tickets to the Bears game, mostly just because I wanted to go and boo. Uh, but when they broke into my car, they left four more. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. Of course, our very first owner, Mathis, and Brian B. from I Prevail. Brian Burkheiser, IPrevailBand.com. Check them out. They're still on tour. Case is going to go see them. I'm going to go see them. You don't want to miss them. They're all over the place. IPrevailBand.com. You can join all those folks in the Slack with us, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Even Dean saw it and said so. I mean, he again also thought maybe the bar wasn't so high, but... It's a great place to be. Our Slack is literally the best chat you want during the game. The game threads are great. After the game, post game, the whole thing. It's a really great place to be. Get all kinds of insider scoops and deals and so on. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You sign up there. It's safe. It's not a scam site or anything like that. You know, it's, it's out there for creators. It's a great way to support people. And uh, you can set up a monthly donation, a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. And uh, we'll get you in there and you'll have access to all that great stuff. And you'll support the boys that you know and love. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And we're on Instagram. You know what we're doing, Case? Well, doing last I looked, we were at 69 followers. We've been doing this now for like a week and a half. <laughs> I almost didn't want to start get anymore, but um, we're trying to see how many followers we can get without doing a single post. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun to see if we can get <laughs> you guys. You got to check out the, the YouTube Case's cat. <laughs> Fucking with this video. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, check us out on Instagram, Detroit Lions Podcast. Follow us. We'll see how many followers we can get. And I think I have a little something that when I do finally do a post that uh, will be appreciated. 
Also, check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Case. Wiping my ass with some cheddar. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. See Case's cat messing with him, messing with his camera. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. We got a lot of great videos up there. We put the weekly video version of the show there. We also do our live post game show and we do some other stuff too. We had a great uh, Dean Bladino video we did that was pretty fun and some other cool stuff. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Subscribe. Hit the bell so you're notified when we go live. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're all the cool places. The cool, and they're cool because we're there. Let people know you love it. Give us those five star reviews and uh, help us help push us up the charts. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or in the Lions Line at nine two nine three three Lions nine two nine three three five four six six seven. I have to apologize. We had a couple of really good calls this week. I may put them out next week or do a quick takes later with Riz. It's this week has been insane for both Case and I. We've had no opportunity to get those on this show, so we'll get to those the best we can. So sorry for everyone that called. Just an apology on air for to Tom Grassi of the of the Packcast. He wanted to have uh, me on to talk about the game this week, and I I got his email late on Monday, and I'd been working to double and saw it, but I immediately passed out and um, forgot to forgot completely about it, and so I'm going to miss. Uh, getting on that show this time around and hopefully yeah we talked about it he seemed all right uh said is all right and he understands but hopefully i'll be able to get on that show uh before week 17 and you can apologize can give you yeah I for another victory in lambo right. Right. tighten your chin straps kids it's time to review this weekend reddit all right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And what are we going to do? Let's talk about the intense action the Lions had on the bye week, the breaking news, the the ongoing drama. The Let's just look ahead to the Packers. How about that, Case? You good with that? Yeah, definitely. All right. Plenty to talk about. All right. I want to start with, I think, the most important part of this game, the divisional implications. Because mm-hmm. we, we're at a point where the Lions have been in a couple of times in the last couple of years. And I have to say, pretty unanimously, we've we failed when this has been the opportunity. We are truly in control of our destiny right now. If we win this game, we will be sole possession of first place in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. By a half game. Yep. Half no game. matter what else happens. No matter what else happens, sole possession. And we'll have one up, uh, one victory. We'll be 1-0 in the division at that point. This is a key game for this team. It, it, it sucks it comes in Lambeau. It sucks that it comes against a team that we'll talk about has been looking better than we thought they were looking the weeks before. They seem to be a little bit on the rise, but they have a couple things going on too. Huge divisional implications though. This is a game that it's early to say that it's a must win. But, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of people are true believers, but I, I believe we're still at a Lions team and a fan base that are real quickly to shake out <laughs> a little market, little market tension and they'll, they'll shake out of the, the market, take their investment back. Um, Lions win this game. I have a feeling fans, people are all in and, and, and really believe in what, what could happen this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, interesting tidbit. Uh, we are one of three teams, and I posted this in the. If you see, if you check the RNFL power rankings, it, this was what I put in there this week. We are one of three teams, including the Falcons and uh, 49ers, who have not have yet to play a division game. So there's only three of those teams left in the NFL. Oh, wow. um, but the the flip side of that is we're about to get a lot of them. Yeah. We've got three of them in the next five weeks. We've got the Packers and Vikings coming up the next two weeks. Um, if we drop the Packers game 
that doesn't mean we're out of the race because it is in Lambo and we will have a chance at revenge week 17 at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> if we were to lose both of those games, I mean, that would be crushing to our chances of the division. Not, not, not eliminate them entirely. Obviously, we all know, you know, weird things can happen late in the year. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. But, but I mean, if we can't win at least one of the next two games, and it would be preferable to win the one in Lambeau. Uh, if, if, if I had to pick one of the two that we were going to win, that would be the one. Um, I want to say something about the, the way the schedule's kind of played out for us here, too, because I think it is in our favor. Uh, we had some tough games early, and that, and that stunk. We had the bye week early, and that kind of stinks. But if you think three out of the five next games are division games right after our bye, where we had a chance to get healthy ahead of those games, and it's not the first couple games in the year they are kind of a, a coin toss, as we saw in Arizona, and we saw some mm-hmm. some upsets. Uh, we have film on these guys now. We have an opportunity for our, 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 our coaches to do some work on these guys. Um, this, as much as it's, it's a grind coming up here and an important grind, this may work to our benefit. In the, in the kind of bigger picture of things, I kind of like how this, how the, where they're positioned for us, and it gives us, I think, a, a, the best chance possible to to knock a couple of quick ones out. And boy, if we were to win two out of three of those, or three out of three of those, you talk about carrying a team. This team is is the team, the the the, the town. Everybody believes at that point. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember who the other two teams in that in that five week span are. I think it might be the Raiders and the Giants. And while the Raiders beat the Bears, and we'll get into that uh, in around the division, but. Um, I still don't think they're a team that we can't beat by any means. Um, And the Giants definitely are a team we can beat. Uh, So, I mean, we could, if we came out of the next uh, five games at either three and five or four and one, A, I wouldn't be totally blown away by that happening. um, And B, that would set us up in really good shape as long as, as long as one of those wins is in, in the next two games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. A lot, lot to talk about. Okay, so there's the divisional implications. Again, we're in a really unique spot um, where we are truly in control of our destiny here. And I, I always, this is kind of a statement thing about the what a team is made of always. And I always kind of look at it that way. And the Lions traditionally, you know, and at least in memorable recent history, have not made the right statement in these games. And it's, right. uh, it's, it's about time they do. Right again, though, you think about how we've done in Lambo. Um, three out of the f- four. Last four. Yeah. Three that's, out of the last four. And a shutout the last time, right? So I, I don't think you can play trends or averages here. This is truly going to be a, a a battle royale. Let's talk about the Packers, though. We saw I saw the game against the Cowboys. I'm sure you did. Officiating did us no favors in really being able to assess what this was. It was the the Chiefs and uh, Lions were the one the talk of the town. <laughs> we talked about it with Dean the week before. Um, it wasn't like they threw the game one way or the other. It's just the officiating was trash the whole game. God. The, and a big, a big part of that was unforced errors by the Raiders. Um, some of that was forced Raiders. errors by the Packers on the Raiders. You mean the Cowboys? Um, it, yes, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Still stuck on that Bears-Raiders thing. Um, You're thinking we're just sign A-B, aren't you? But yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, a big part of that was that the Cowboys just kept shooting themselves in the foot oh, by doing God. dumb things yeah. over and over and over again. And, and it raises that question and, 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 and you can't really, if you want it one way, you can't have it both ways. Uh, but there was an element of luck to the Packers win 
based on the Cowboys shooting themselves in the foot so many times, especially through those first three quarters. I hope we get that Dak Prescott in our game oh, against God, Dallas. Oh, God, I hope we do too. Holy now, you can shit. say, you can say, and, and I agree to an extent, that part of the reason the Dak was so off was the pressure that the Packers were getting on him. But even before they were getting pressure on him, even early in the game, that team was already committing unforced errors. Yeah, yeah. Except for Amari Cooper. He, he just teabagged me. In fact. Yeah, we'll talk no, about that. Yeah, well, hey, yeah, we will get to that. He tried to <laughs> teabag me, too. But, but that I wasn't in the game. Room. That was that's the locker room. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that game, the Packers. I'm all over the place. I, I'm in Dallas. I'm <laughs> in, in Chicago. Detroit, I'm in Chicago. Break it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about that game. The, um, the Packers, yes, they were lucky. The Packers are always freaking lucky, though. Right. I mean, let's let's face it. If someone's going to be lucky in a game that the Packers are playing in, it seems like it's always going to be the Packers. It's just every time we're good. The Packers are also good. And and they drop they drop seasons, but it's never when we have a chance. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure. And so looking at them this week, they're definitely, you know, stepped above where they work the week where they were the week before the week before. Definite progression. This is not the battle Lafleur. Rogers LaFleur that I was hoping for, right? And UFC mm-hmm. 355 or whatever. Um, this was this was not what I was hoping for this so far in the season out of them. Um, earlier in the season, I, seeing them play, when we saw them play the Bears, it was like, oh, God, this is a team we can beat. Even when we tied the Raiders or the, now I'm doing it, the Cardinals. It was like, no, 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 no. We can do this. this neither one of those teams are very good. The Bears have continued to just, Pound sand, they're terrible. It's great to watch. Chase Daniels we'll get, is we'll get there. Is we'll getting get there. murdered. It's awesome. Um, so so they they are who they are. But the Packers have definitely escalated their game, and and I don't want to say I underestimated them because I think I estimated them correctly as to where they are. They're just somewhere different now, and they present a real challenge uh, for this team. Um, anything else besides their improved play against the Cowboys that you want to hit on in the from the Cowboys uh, game in particular? Yeah, several things, quite a few things here. All right. um, first of all, having just seen the the way the game played out um, uh, on uh, Red Zone, I assumed that the Packers were completely dominating the game uh, on the field. Um, but when I actually went back and watched it, what I saw was that the Cowboys were doing just fine against them. They just were doing not very good against themselves. Um, the, the, okay, so the Packers' pass rush was excellent. I'm not, I'm not trying to take that away from them. That was excellent. Aaron Jones was excellent, and he scares me a lot as a guy that could, that could uh, do a lot of damage against us, both uh, and specifically in the pass game. Um, if, we're not, if we're not doing a good job of covering running backs on the flat or you know, in screen game, he could do a lot of damage to us. But I do think there were a couple things that they didn't do well. And I do not think... Okay, so they came away with three interceptions. Mm-hmm. So me saying that I think their secondary is overrated might sound crazy. But literally in the entire game, I think I saw one pass breakup. All three interceptions were either bad throws by Dak and then the one that was just a tipped pass that landed right in the hands of the in the hands of the cornerback. Mm-hmm. And I mean being in the right place at the right time. I'm not saying that's not a valuable thing. I'm saying there's still an element of luck to that. When you get away with three of those in one game and on top of that they have two missed field goals, 
I, any one of those things goes the other way, especially any of those things in the first half. And you're looking at a very different game. And I'm not, again, once again, I'm not saying they wouldn't come away with the victory uh, because if you change the complexion of the game for one team, that doesn't mean the other team won't adjust. I'm just saying that, boy, did they get everything going their way in a way that I don't think they could rely on from a week-to-week standpoint. Sure, sure. And I think that it there, there was... Obviously, that first interception, the one that tipped off the receiver's hands straight into the cornerback's hands. No, that's God. that's the kind of thing that's gift. like, and and, and 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 I'm not saying you know we get those from time to time too. Um, and and even though I think our players have done a really good job of punching balls out, and I think that's a skill. Actually, having the ball bounce to where your guy is the one who recovers it is also a big part of luck. Sure. So we have gotten lucky, and I don't want to. I don't I, like I said, you can't have it both ways. We can't be lucky and them you know we can't be you know just good and then them just lucky you know so i'm not trying to say that but in that play the chances of the cowboys coming away with points on that drive instead of going the other way uh, for a big for a big return are very high and that changes the entire complexion of the game you get to the second half when it's when they're up what they're up uh do a 21-3 or 24-3 and that's, I mean, the Cowboys are forced to abandon their best weapon in the game, which is Ezekiel running back. Uh, Ezekiel running back. Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> He's changed his last name because he is. <laughs> Ezekiel running back. Anyway, For the they're, they're, forced to, <laughs> they're forced to abandon going to the run mm-hmm. because of the situation they're in, and that does not suit them. If that had not been the situation in the game, they could have easily uh, continued to use their best weapon in the game and and forced forced a very close game, or even possibly pulled ahead at any at any point. And I think that the Packers, given even just that moment of luck, and on top of that, uh, both missed field goals were very impactful because either one of I them. I thought Romer was holding out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's it's and you're, you're you're really right because much like the Lions KC game, there was a couple plays that flipped. You know, it's like a 14 point swing, right? You're about to score right. seven. They get seven right. instead. It was a similar situation in this game where it could have been a completely different game. And then they had to play a game, like you said, that wasn't their own. The, the luck and, you know, just it just wasn't on their side. It could have been a completely different game. So while you want to highly credit uh, Green Bay and I don't want to I don't want to give them less credit than they deserve because they did look good in many ways mm-hmm. out there. But they also did get pretty lucky. Um, you know, if you if you take that that game you know in in um by itself you would think that the dallas cowboys are a terrible team and the green bay packers an amazing team but i don't know that you know that's that's the truth uh i think they yeah it's one of those times where if you you play this game if you play this game 10 times i the packers probably win it like six times and and so it could go like you could you could go either way on it um i don't think that they were dominant to the level that it it would that it necessarily looked like they were it's a in the end, our game against them is a big game, and it's going to be a tough game, and we're going to have to yeah. play hard. And hopefully, our run game, because because the Packers against the run are not spectacular. That's how you're going to beat them, and that's they had to go away from that in Dallas, and they, and that's it's the worst possible thing. They had to go against the strength of the the Packers mm-hmm. defense, and um, we we can't get put in that position where we have to do that. Otherwise, it's going to be an uglier game. One more note on the Packers that I think is is an issue, and and we're going to talk about the injury report in a little bit here. But if Devontae Adams is out again, we don't know. Turf toe is a weird thing. I was going to say, even if he's not, turf toe is 
A weird thing. <laughs> I don't think the Packers have a very good receiving core. Aaron Rodgers can make some magic happen no matter who his receivers are, but there were still drops by them. There were still miscommunications. They were still, they're not a great group. And <clears throat> that they were able to get as much out of Aaron Jones as they were mm-hmm. is really impressive. But if you got him in fantasy, you were a happy man last week. Boy, that was a hell of a performance. Wouldn't expect it again, though. <laughs> um, all right. So we got the Cowboys game. Really quick, I do want to mention that um, you can still get your FTP shirts. Um, it's something the Packers. I forget what the F stands for, but uh, well, well-known saying around the, the subreddit, FTP. Uh, head over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store, and you'll see the T-shirts there. We got the we got them in guys' shirts. We'll have a series of female shirts available probably by the, the last game of the season, so you can be prepped for that one as well. But fun shirt, great to wear to the game. Multiple colors, super comfortable. I think you just look good. So uh, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. You get shirts, we got mugs, we got the whole thing. Got a good lineup of uh, stuff there if you're uh, looking for some fun Lions and Detroit Lions podcast gear. All right. Let's talk about the injuries. There's um, a number of injuries uh, on the Packers. We talked a little bit about Devontae Adams. Um, who else do they have that's um, that's feeling the sting of the, the four weeks of football so far, five weeks of football so far? Well, it's tough to say exactly. Um, I mean... <laughs> it's tough to say exactly in large part for both teams because they both have quote unquote extended weeks just because the Packers get an extra day and obviously we're coming off our bye. Um, there were quite a f- there's the thing with the Packers is there's quite a few guys who are dealing with minor things. Yeah. Um, obviously, we talked about Adams. We know about turf toe. Anybody who remembers Javid Best and, mm-hmm. and him with the turf toe remembers that it took him a while and he and and by the time he fully recovered, he then he got concussed and you know yeah, might as well been a loose so, prank. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly, um, it 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 it's all a variant on uh, severity, and we just I don't really know the severity. Uh, I'd say there's a good chance that he plays, that he suits up, whether or not he's himself in terms of speed, um, in terms of, of you know what he can do on that foot. I don't know. Um, both of the Smiths, Darius and Preston, uh, missed a little bit of time in the game. I think they both finished the game, but whether or not either of them uh, is a hundred percent is um, is is a good question. Because if either of them is not playing at a hundred percent, Darius Smith has just been a wrecking ball um, this year. If he was not at a hundred percent, that would help us out a lot. A uh, big key to the game, obviously, like I said, is you know whether or not we can fend off their pass rush. Um, we've been doing a relatively good job of that so far this year. It's, this is where the Jim Bob Cooter screen game might come in handy. Yeah, and it, yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and the the question for me then on the flip side with the Lions is on uh, Danny Amendola and TJ Hawkinson because if neither of them is playing, I think we have an opportunity to take advantage of those type of things to keep, mm-hmm. keep short passes in the game sure. uh, to keep to keep. Uh, keep them on their heels and keep prevent them from really committing to uh, full out uh, pass uh, rush. If, if we're just able to get the ball quick into good situations that pick up, you know, chunk yardage, five, six, seven, eight yards a pop. Um, and of course the run game plays into that too. If we can, if we are able to run it up the middle or run it outside with tie around Zadarius Smith, which that sounds dangerous to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if we're able to, if we're able to effectively do a couple of those things, what I do like then is our ability to pass downfield because I, like I said, I really do think that the 
the Dallas wide receivers were not having a problem overall with the Packers secondary. It's just a matter of giving them enough time to let that develop. Um, obviously, th- so the it's it's weird to do a show during the bye week for this team because we don't know this early anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. We might not know till Thursday, and I think that's probably given that we have a Monday game when the first injury report comes out yeah. is Thursday. I yeah. think. So everybody's up in arms. I, I can't tell you how many people have asked on the subreddit, how many people have asked in the Slack, how many people are just like, we're, we're dying for information. And we just don't know. We won't know because this team doesn't like to, you know, tell more than they have to. And, and I mean, it, while that's frustrating for fans, I understand. I still think that's a good strategy. Um, so, but we've got, you know, we've got a plethora of guys that we're worried about. We're worried about Danny coming back. We're worried about TJ Hawkinson. We're worried about, uh, well, uh, we're not so much worried as we're hopeful that Deshaun Hand will be back to give us a little bit of it's, extra depth there. It's going to feel a lot like uncut day where you're, <laughs> this gives in the slack where you're at five and like crazy <laughs> on uh, on injury day, on injury report day, right? You're just yeah. going to be, and both teams are going to be, you just got to watch. You got to see what's going on. This is going to be one of the keys of the game. Um, who if Devonte Adams is out there and Slay is not, we could be in big trouble. Yeah, or, or so, vice versa, we could be in great shape, right? There's a lot of help, right? Right, right. If, if Darius Slay is out there and Devonte Adams is not, it, right. that would be huge. And you us. think about Hawk coming back, his ability to help block, his ability to make some give um, Stafford an outlet in in the face of the rush. Um, the other piece is if this was Jim Bob Cooter's offense, you know, the, the Packers would be absolutely screaming, scheming against screen plays. I'm trying to say that five times fast. And, uh, you know, cause that's all we had. <laughs> and, uh, now it's a kind of a different game and they're looking at a different offense. So that gives us a little bit open, an ability to open that up as a way to slow down the pass rush or mitigate the rush. So we have a couple of tools at our disposal and Daryl Bevel is a much, much smarter man than JBC ever was. So I think, we, I think this gives us some, some at least football mind. Uh, no, I, I don't. I didn't hear any reports of him showing up in his underwear through anyone's windows either. So I'm going to just stick <laughs> with he's a smarter man. Uh, <laughs> um, this, this, this gives us some good angles for this team and some good opportunity. We've seen a great team who's played well against its opponents all this year. We saw the uh, Indianapolis Colts completely change their defensive style against the Kansas City Chiefs to emulate what the Lions did, and they pulled the win out. Um, would surprise the heck out of me. And and then, of course, after that, you think, well, are we just not good enough? Are we not as good as the Colts? <laughs> right? Is that what happened? And they out, they just played our D uh, better and, and won? That's not what it is, right? Because every week's a little different. But uh, anyway, you know, it's, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to in this, in this team. And I'm really excited about this game and seeing what this team does uh, against the Packers. And the fact that it's a Monday night is going to make it even crazier. Yep, yep. No argument at all. all right. I, it's you know it it. I think for most people, they're looking at this game still as the Lions as being massive underdogs. But as we've seen through the whole season, what we've been able to do is consistently play to the level of our opponent and yep. consistently adapt to what our opponent likes to do. And if that is you know, and I'm not saying that's going to work every week because I mean it hasn't worked every week. We lost the Chiefs despite adapting pretty well to what they wanted to do. We were close, and we could have come away with a win. I mean, sure. it, it was certainly you know it, it was, was certainly within our grasp. Yeah. Um, but I, I that the big surprise for me, I guess, would be if that's not the case again. If this is not a game that we could 
win. Not not necessarily that we would will, but that we will be right there at at some point late in the game. We'll be right there and have the opportunity. Yeah. Unless you know, unless we like the Cowboys completely have a meltdown in the first half and let them get out to a twenty four point lead. I mean, that's that's. It, it's not like we've never seen a comeback from the Lions like that. But I mean, no, you can't, you know, I mean, so as long as they avoid that, mm-hmm. then we'll be in the game. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Now, the problem we have is it's a Monday night game and, and we got these these stupid things called jobs because not enough of you people Speak are Patreon. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 no, so um, we're not going to do a live Post game show like we normally do, and it stinks because this is two weeks in a row because of the bye week. And now we have a Monday night game. We're not going to be able to do it, but we'll be back. We're looking at Tuesday, right, Case? Next week for the show again. We'll see. All right, all right. We're shooting for it. It's Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be all right. So um, we talked a little bit about and teased a little bit about the threat assessment up front. Have we been doing that already? Have we already been diving into that, or did you have some a couple of pieces you want to talk about? About strengths for us against them, strengths for them against us. Well, I think we mostly covered it. Um, it, like I, I maybe I re-mentioned this that um, I'm always scared by teams that effectively use their running backs in the past game against us because I'm concerned about our linebackers. They've been doing better this year overall than they did last year, but I do still think that's a it, it is a concern for me. Um, I do think I would like to see what happens with Tracy Walker on Jimmy Graham to see if he can hold him in check. Um, uh, Jimmy Graham is no longer. I mean, he's been he's having not the an Jimmy okay Graham year. Of old, but he's been right. he's yeah. been having an okay year. Um, but if if Tracy Walker can hold him, that would be nice. Um, the, the Aaron Rodgers is is a lot like a lot of the other quarterbacks we've played this year. He's a guy that we want to keep in the pocket, contain, cover and contain in the pocket. We don't need to hit him. We don't need to to pressure him every down. We need to keep him in the pocket and keep good coverage. And that's, so, I think, one of the reasons a lot of teams have lost against him because they they you get so hungry to hit him. You get so in. and yeah. yeah, and then he he, and just, he makes something miraculous happen he outside. Strolls the out. It's contain cover and contain. It's the same defense, uh, very close to the same defense that we played against Kansas City. Uh, to play against this this Packers team, you don't have to hit. You don't have to hit Rodgers. It's fun when you do because you do take him out of his game, but do not sacrifice your role and your position on on the contain in order to let him slip by you because you thought you could get a hit on him. You've got to keep him in that pocket and collapse the pocket around him, and then make him throw make throws that he's not comfortable with. He can't when he can't roll out. He can't change the angle where the ball's coming from either. So your your backs are a lot more comfortable in their coverage and where the ball's coming from and all those kinds of things. Cover and contain. That's that's the the words of the week again for for this mm-hmm. game. So now obviously on on the offense for us. We want to see carry on have another big, big week. Uh, we yeah. saw what happened last week when he didn't have to face eight man box again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I should, uh, well, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what he can do, obviously, he's still as talented as he ever was. Um, not having that pressure to face ridiculous, you know, effort got him extra space. Um, I don't know what we'll see from the defense against him this week, but if we can effectively run up the middle, then we can neutralize their, you know, we can, we can put them on their heels on the pass rush. We can mm-hmm. effectively use the play action, which I'm glad we saw more of last week. Yeah. I, I still think, I mean, I, I do think Stafford is really good at the play action. I don't know that he's great at selling it, but after he's got the space, 
he's he's very effective with want, that small amount of extra time. I was exact when you said you don't know how great he is at selling it. I was thinking the exact same thing. All the stats say how great he is at play action, how great the Lions perform on play action. But there's one move that I there's a few quarterbacks Favre used to do it. Um, you, 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 when you do hand the ball off and you turn back and you do the arm motion like you're throwing the ball, right? And freeze in the secondary where they thought you did play action. It's like a reverse play action, right? You, you, you fake throwing the ball. I love that. I love when a, uh, when a quarterback goes to that level to sell it because it freezes the defense just a little bit and gives you that same kind of an opportunity to fool them about what your play is. Um, like I said, reverse play action. Um, but the play action, if he could sell that, I would, I would absolutely, absolutely love that. So, but all in, um, all I, I, in. but he is, you know, effective in the play action. Um, even if they he do doesn't great. necessarily they sell do it great, great. He, he's, he is still effective in it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you, somebody else figure that out for me. Exactly. And, how that works. Out. But, and we, when we um, get Riz on, we got to talk to him about that because there's, there, there's probably, there's probably a very sensible reason um, beyond everyone's favorite magazine, sensible chuckle. Uh, there's a, probably a sensible reason the way that, because if he does try to sell it, th- it might be some other kind of tell in the way he does it, right? It's some yeah. skill that he, 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 he doesn't possess or a tell that he has or something that may be part of what he, what, you know, the reason why they don't do that. But, um, there's, there's still there's having that, reason. having that extra moment of time that he typically gets from the play action seems to give him what he needs to deliver the ball one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, I like I said, I do think it would. It's a. It's likely to be a good day for either or both of Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I think they can both abuse uh, the Packers secondary. I really don't think that the Packers second. I mean, I I don't necessarily think King and Alexander are bad cornerbacks. I just think they're highly overrated. And you saw what Amari Cooper did to him. You saw what Gallup was able to do to them when they went to him. Mm-hmm. Now we don't quite have what Gallup is in the speed aspect. Um, and and Amari Cooper is probably better than either of our guys by a margin. I was say um, that, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, we do have two very good outside wide receivers, and we have a better quarterback than they do. So and that still leaves Hawk and Amendola, right? Right. And it also we've seen carry on uh, run some routes as well. So right. we have Absolutely. you start walking down their death chart on coverage. It, 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 they don't, they're not starting at a really high level. And, and that falls right. off as you, as you walk down. So we should find guys that are open and that making good catches and getting good yards out of this. It's just it's how is that OL going to hold up? Right. Yep. That, that line yep. is if they can give Stafford the time, um, there'll be a lot of a lot of really good stuff. Speaking of Stafford. Well, before we speak of Stafford, I, I'm wondering, maybe maybe you don't have a Matthew Stafford jersey yet. Maybe you're sitting around, you're, you're not quite sold on this guy. You're like, I want to see another season before I really go all in and get a jersey, right? Is the team really going to commit to him? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know I don't know. And so you, you're thinking about it. Well, I'm telling you, the time is now. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go get your Stafford jersey. Go get your Lions t-shirt. Go get your Tracy Walker jersey. There's a good one to carry around right now. That's a, that's a good-looking jersey and a, and, a, and a great player. Um, support your players. Support your team. It doesn't have to be the Lions. It can be your college teams. It can be hockey. you got hockey kicking off here. you got the NBA. You know, you got all that excitement going on in the NBA right now with all their tweets and, and, and China and everything else. Join in the fun. Get a jersey. Be part of the... <laughs> maybe, maybe you can, you know, have a special one made, you know. Whatever you want to do. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com Pick up all your sports memorabilia, jerseys, blankets, anything you can think of. And uh, you do that, you support the show. Tasty right there. 
uh, no no funny stuff, but sets a cookie and it, it gives us a chunk of their profit. Helps uh, gives us a kickback for sending you there. They say thanks, we say thanks, and it's a great way to support the show. We're doing something you're going to do anyway. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right, Matthew Stafford. While everyone's going and getting their jerseys right now, let's talk about some of his all-time stats because if you're not in Detroit. Very quietly, Matthew Stafford has just walked his way up the charts to the upper realm of quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about some of those things now. We'll kind of elucidate on that. But um, he's, he's, he's thrown for a couple yards already, hasn't he? Is, is, is he broken 10,000? <laughs> is he broken uh, 20,000? <laughs> a little bit. Is he broken um, 30,000? <laughs> well, it, this, this week, he has the uh, potential to break 40,000 yards um he probably won't move into the top 20 this week as johnny unitas sits at number 20 with four forty thousand two hundred thirty-nine. Well, let's and hope Stafford he does has 39 648 that's um so i mean so we're, right. we're talking about you know an 800 or 700 yard game that's okay but <laughs> i'm good with it okay. <laughs> but it would not be shocking if in the next two three weeks uh, that Matthew Stafford moved himself into the uh, top 20 all-time passing yards, uh, sitting right behind Joe Montana at 19, uh, where he will almost certainly uh, move up in another week or two after that. By the Joe end Montana of the season, guy was pretty good, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, by the end of the season, if we're thinking that he might have, you know, 3,000 more yards this year or more. Mm-hmm. He has the possibility to move into seventeenth uh, uh, place, beating out Dan Fouts and Kerry Collins and Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas. So he that would put him right behind Drew Bledsoe and Vinny Testaverde. I've heard of those guys, and they, you know, so he 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 is the youngest player, and will be the youngest player to reach forty k, uh, in in the fewest amount of games. I might add. We should trade um, this guy. He doesn't sound that good. Yeah. So uh, that that's interesting. Uh, if we look at the touchdowns, uh, he is at 246 right now. He is one behind Boomer Esiason and two behind Tony Romo. Uh, so he's number 24, and those guys are 23 and 22. So if he gets three touchdowns, he'll move into 22nd. Uh, Drew Bledsoe is 251, and Dan Fouts is two two. Uh, excuse me, uh, Drew Bledsoe is 251, and Dan Fouts is 254. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, if he gets 10 more, I should say uh, Sonny Jurgensen. There you go. There's there's an old school. Wow. Sonny, doing it back in the, in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, you just keep going. So you got to get to Otto Graham. If he, gets, if he gets 10 more this year, which I think we should probably safely assume he can get 10 more touchdowns, he'd move into 19th place. Um, another five on top of that would tie in with Dave Krieg at 18. Uh, so we're, we're, we're talking about moving significantly up into the uh, into the top 20 on both of those lists this year. Uh, Joe Montana, boy, if he gets 20 more, if he gets 17 more, he'll tie Joe Montana. Jesus Christ, that's awesome. That's really, it's something. I just got, I have to make a quick side note for everybody. Casey's got a, a voice changer, it seems like. His voice dropped like half, half an octave. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like maybe... Um, you're, you grew a little down below, uh, but but it's just it's just it's just happening. And if it, again, we're still looking at anyone who knows a good discount on laptops. Get get us a call. All right, uh, keep keep going with our, our stats. Uh. Sorry about that, Ben. <laughs> guys, um, he is he is also climbing the list all time on interceptions. But you'd be surprised; he's way down that list compared to where he is where he's about to break the top twenties in yards and touchdowns. He might 
break the top. I mean, if he gets four more interceptions, he'll break the top 70 in interceptions. So, I mean, if you compare that to the touchdown and the yardage, it's not bad. No, no, not, not at all. Not bad. No, no. I don't know. You think we should trade him? I've heard, I've heard some people talking he about it. He's moved ahead of Joe Flacco. Like he and Joe Flacco were kind of neck and neck there for a minute. Not, yeah, not but what about yards? So what about team wins? He has, but team wins. Well, What's his stat on team wins against uh, <laughs> playoff teams or teams with a winning I, record? It actually, it, it improved last year. I think he got two or three last year. That improved his percentage significantly. I'm trying to think of some of the other stupid narratives that I've heard. That I want to lean into. It's a not. It's still not great. I mean, his percentage in those games still isn't great. But it's it. Yeah, all it takes is one year. Uh, to majorly improve your percentage on that kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking. I, I hope, I hope, I hope. Beyond, you know, Chargers my, and Eagles could both have winning seasons this year too. Be, um, beyond which, my love be, for the you know, Lions, two. I want to see. I want to see him. I want to see him celebrated in Detroit with that Super Bowl win. He's the guy I think that really kind of displays the quality that 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 hardworking kind of mentality of Detroit, that sensibility of Detroit. The guy who comes to work, busts his ass every day, does everything he can to win. He's the, he as I the feel face, like he's the Frank Gore of running back or of quarterback. He's he's it's the face <laughs> of the city when they finally take home a, a Super Bowl. He is just the ideal guy. I mean, and yep. and it's one of those things like Stevie Y was for the, for the cup. You know, the 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 Red, the Red Wings teams. He was the perfect guy. I mean, I remember seeing Stevie Y play when they were giving away Jeep Wranglers at Joe Louis Arena when the crowds were like three thousand people and no one would show up. Every game they would give away a Jeep Wrangler trying to spur attendance to the the hockey games when he got there um and he's he's he did it all he was really that kind of guy and this is what Stafford could be i just this is the one guy who deserves that kind of just to be able to walk away at the end of his career and have that kind of love from a city uh would be just he's the guy i just i just love this guy he's and he deserves it so beyond the whole uh lions fan want to see him win the super bowl thing he's a, he's a very deserving fellow so there you go all right any other stats you had on uh, the staff man uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, there's plenty more to go through at some time, but I just like to check in every once in a while on where he's doing uh, career-wise in the in the standings. Because I mean, if you talk about him playing another possible ten years, he could be easily top five. He, I'm laughing. Sorry, those categories. You sound like you know the Liberty Mutual commercial where they black <laughs> the guy still, out. I still, yeah, 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 where they black the guy's face out. They're like he's like, and then they do the flash, and you can see him. That's what your voice sounds like over here, Chris. <laughs> it sounds like. All right, let's let's move on. Um, because you can't see him in the video anymore because he's been darked out and he's in his witness protection program. Let's talk a little about fantasy, the fantasy of case. I want to just really quick, you know, we're not a fantasy show. We're not going to go into it, but we do want to reflect on it because it's, you know, a lot of people play it and it's wild, been a wild, wild week. It was a bye week and it was a crazy week. I just want to say typically, you know, I'm, I'm one of the top teams in, in my fantasy league. In the DLP league, I'm in second place right now. Second, second place. Um, but I'm ninth overall <laughs> because I have the same record as everyone else who's in second place. But I have the fewest points scored total, and I, I've recognized it here in the last two weeks. I've played the worst teams in the league the first couple weeks of the season, <laughs> and the guy who beat me this week was zero and four. I was three and one. 
and he only had scored 20 points less than me <laughs> in the in the league in the season so far. And he came in and he just curb stomped. Of course, Nick Chubb showed up on a on a team that um well, he didn't show up on a team that didn't show up. So that 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 hurt. But so that was a crazy week. And so you say, okay, well that happens sometimes. You draft a team or the way things fall, maybe an injury or whatever messes up a fantasy team where you're otherwise a good player. Right? It's not all in your control. So you go to the pick'em, right? And I think in in the pick'em league I'm in, there's like 18 people. And I'm like number 16, 17 could be 18. <laughs> I don't know what in the hell has happened. I have been, if you were just picking the favorites on every game, you'd be doing way better. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I took the Rams. I took the Rams. The Rams it was seemed like, and then <laughs> Greg, the leg, you'll <laughs> on that one. Um, I'm not having as much fun this year. And then I'll tell you really quick, <laughs> my my dynasty league that I've been a member of for 17, 18, 20 years, somewhere around there. Um, I I didn't get my picks in, my keepers in in time. And then the commission said, oh, yeah, 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 don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep them. Like, okay, cool. And I went to, to set them. And, and it was after the second deadline he had. And it was dr- like the draft day. We were drafting at like nine that night. And I messaged him, come on, man. Yeah, let me do my keepers. Yeah, let me do my keepers. He didn't get my message. I didn't get my keepers this year. My team's like a completely new drafted team, and uh, uh, it's it's. It, I'm just like done with that league. I'm signing off after this year. I'm so angry. It's my own fault, right? But I'm, I'll 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 hand the team off, team off to somebody else to nurture. But I had Aaron Rodgers. I had Carry On. I had Matthew Stafford. I had Tom Brady. I was my strategy and quarterbacks was partial uh, denial strategy as well. Um, God, who else did I have? I had. I had a really, really good team. I was gonna see some 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 serious love this year, and now I'm just I'm I'm heartbroken about what could have been. <sighs> okay, that's that's it. My I'm, I'll lament. Tell me about your fantasy there. Wait, wait, hold on. Your fantasy football. Tell me about your fantasy football case. What's <laughs> going on with all that? Well, despite the fact that I have Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey, who uh... oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody grabbed McCaffrey before me this year, like the route, and I was like, you know, well, yeah, sensible no, I mean, I ribbing. Ha, 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 I wanted him, darn it, and now I'm just like, I, I would really murder that guy if I saw him in real life. I had the second overall pick, so I mean, it wasn't a surprise that I got him. But um, <laughs> despite the fact that I have those guys, the rest of my roster did absolute shit. And then Amari Cooper went off, especially Mike Evans. Fuck you, Mike Evans. Um, but, <laughs> I will uh, never pick Mike <laughs> Evans. I don't care. I, I, I've had him before. And, and fuck you, Mike Evans. is probably one of the most frequent but, fantasy sayings I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, until Amari Cooper went off, I was still like, I was still going to win. Amari Cooper went off. And then all I had left, the only player I had left was Matt Breida. And I thought there's no fucking way he's going to score more than 15 points. No way. Well, first play of scrimmage for the 49ers, 83 yard touchdown. I'm like, oh, uh. <laughs> I hate playing against you <laughs> and people like you. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then I, I, I'm currently uh, the, the uh, RNFL mod uh, pick em league that I've been in for years now that I win almost every year. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Um, I am currently in third place, but I'm employing my strategy that I employ every year. And that is, I'm not going for the big win. I'm just going for consistency because somebody will fuck up. And uh, so I'm in third place. I'm two behind the lead and I will overtake. And once I overtake, you're not going to catch up to me because then you're going to start making mistakes. 
that's some. Oh, I, I do want to throw out a little piece of advice to people. Um, uh, if get if Chris in your league. Some, <laughs> if, if by some chance the Buffalo Bills are get dropped by somebody this week because they have a bye next week, for God's sake, pick them up and stash them. Their their schedule coming out of the bye, they've got Miami. Okay, then they have Philly, but then they have Washington and uh, Cleveland and Miami again. For God's sake, pick up the Buffalo defense if, if you get the opportunity. That's my two cents. Mm, thanks for that. Let me just check on my league, the DLP league here before uh, we, we post <laughs> this for everybody else. Um, it was a bad week, Detroit Lions. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, let's see. Who do I got? I got, I got the Chargers and the Patriots on defense. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You'll, you might, might, I'm might on the Cowboys know. for this week against the Jets, and then I'll drop the Cowboys and run with the Bills for the next five weeks. My best play ever was the Patriots against Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, obviously. You great. have the Patriots defense because yeah. I wish I did. Yeah, 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 I do. All right. There you go. That's your fantasy. Remember, um, fantasy is fun, and you've got a lot of fantasies coming up because uh, it's Halloween, and you're going to be dressing up in all kinds of stuff, and there's there's, you know, inside the house dress up and there's outside the house dress up and you can get all that kind of great stuff at Amazon, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Just head on over there and it'll take you right to the site, throws a little cookie, you know, keeps Jeff Bezos from getting richer off of us poor working stiffs and uh, it takes a little money out of his pocket and puts it in ours and helps us be able to run the podcast and do our thing. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Looking at Halloween, getting all your candy, getting all your costumes, getting all your your, your goods to uh, do your dress up and uh, dress up your house and apartments. Head on over to Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com so we can uh, we can get a little piece of something that by you doing something you're going to do anyway. All right. Into the early injury report. Um, we got this stuff going on with this guy named Hawkinson. We talked a little bit about him. Got this great Hawkamania shirt that now I'm worried if it might be a little cursed because we came out with it. He had a, a, a non-game, and then he had a great game and got hurt. And it's like, <laughs> but Hawkinson is injured. What do we know about TJ Hawkinson and, uh, and the Lions this week? Are we going to see him on the field against these Packers? We know jack shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's check with Lions Insider, Case. Case. <laughs> you've seen you, you've seen Spaceballs. We ain't found shit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, uh, you know it looked kind of nasty. Uh, we, I feel like if he was, you know. If he was suffering some kind of major medical situation, we'd know, and that's a good sign. Um, if he was, if he'd been hospitalized or anything like that, we'd know. Um, so those are good signs. Uh, it's as far as I remember, I don't remember ever hearing about him having a concussion before. So that's a good thing. Whether or not it easy, it even end, ended up being proven to be a concussion, we don't know. It may have just been a. It, it, he might have gotten knocked out but getting knocked out isn't necessarily the same thing as a concussion uh there's there's a lot we don't know um and i've said repeatedly on this show that there's no faster way to my heart uh than a guy hurtling a guy but jesus christ do it you know (laughs) that's gonna stop i'm telling you matt patricia has already put a poster up. up 
I don't know, man. The way he the way he telegraphed that he was about to do it, I think, was the bigger problem that that he did it. It was not it was not that much different from Vernon Davis doing it the other day, the other week when he he took like five steps and showed that he was about to leap, and and so that was my impression of it. But um, so I, I still I I love that kind of effort to get the extra. Mm-hmm. I think that he. I'm not sure that in that particular situation, that was the wisest move. Um, I'm going to tell but, you something on that one. Um, you know where they get the in the in the HR room, they get the material safety data sheets. They got the whole workers' rights stuff and all the legal stuff. There's a giant poster in the Lions facility right now. Don't hurdle any motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what it says. And it's got Patricia pointing at him with an angry face because Logan Thomas did it earlier, right? Okay, so Hawk did it and he got all, all kinds of love out of it the week before, right? Or two, the week one. And it's been going around the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so then Logan Thomas did it in the game against Kansas City, right? And he he, he didn't quite get over, right? And Hawkinson, there's two things that happened. And, and I'm not trying to be insulting to him, so don't, but it's just the vernacular here. You, you're right. He absolutely telegraphed that he was going to do it. And the way he did it, I still picture it in my head. And, and I go back and it just paints this on it. He's got this big, dumb face with a smile on it. Going, Look what I'm going to do. Right. I mean, it was just so <laughs> damn obvious. And it's like, I feel horrible that the kid, I mean, beyond being a great player and our first round pick and all that, that kid took that kind of a hit. Right. I mean, he's young and those are, those are really, really big, big deals. You, you, you hate to see. Good young players. You hate to see anybody take that kind of a shot to the head, except maybe Vonta's perfect. But um, you just don't like to see that kind of a thing. And um, God, I just I th- I think that they're being told don't do it anymore. It's just too risky. You don't have any control once you're up in the air. We've seen guys get sp- you know windmilled and everything else, and and then you've got to figure out how you're going to come down. Um, how are you going to control the ball you, when you're out of control up in the air? The second guy in takes it. Right? It's just so dangerous. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a great. Sports center kind of play, but I guarantee don't hurt any motherfuckers. It's right there next to the material safety data sheet in the locker room there. I'm telling you. And you talk about getting knocked out. Did you see Mason Rudolph? Oh, Jesus. It that reminded kid, me of man. Teddy Rudolph or Teddy Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater when Teddy took a nap on the field oh my God, uh, yeah. several years ago for yeah. the Vikings. <laughs> that was, and they just did the, the thing that that was like, they zoomed in the national camera on Teddy's face as he's just like snoring. Like <laughs> that's what it reminded me of a hundred percent. Yeah. No good. No good. All right. So yeah, we don't know a whole lot here uh, on this one and the lions are not very, um, Outward about this stuff, but Hawkinson's going to we'll be a key start to piece. figure things out later this week. We'll know. You refresh you know, on the Friday. We'll yeah. Refresh on the report, but Hawk is a key piece for this team again, especially when we get that. We talk about the pass rush from uh, the Packers. He's going to be a key piece to slow that rush down and give us give us some help. So keep some uh, give some blocking on the ends and keep some linebackers busy. All right, let's talk about Mike Daniels. Here's a guy. Um, boy, sure would be nice to see him line up against the team that uh, he didn't sign with, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, it would. It would. It, it would. It's one of those vindication games, and you know that can go both ways. Because I mean, it, players who are playing against him might, you know, also feel similarly and be, you know, extra into it or whatever. But um, if he comes in with a chip on his shoulder, uh, he is certainly in the past proven to do things. And and boy, wouldn't it be fun to watch him get a sack on Aaron Rodgers? Can you imagine? 
his celebration if he got a sack on Aaron Rodgers. That would his be- celebration might be having a sack on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teabag. Uh, yeah. Uh, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> Just a <laughs> team fortress situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mike Daniels. And, and while he hasn't been named a lot, he was been a pretty decent part of this defense when he's been on the field. He's been taking up bodies and letting some of the other guys go get in there. And um, we, we got Jared Davis back who, you know, we got to talk to We got to get Brett Whitefield on because we had a call um, directly talking about him and PFFs talking what they have against uh, – Against Jared Davis. I'd love to have him make his case um, for grading uh, him so low. But um, we got Jared Davis back. He's he's one of the guys that's going to help us with that pressure while Mike Daniels is, is holding people up. But there's somebody else out there that we would love to get back, and there's been rumors that maybe he could be back. Uh, Deshaun Hand. I think he's key to a pass rush for us, and having him on the field would be a, um, a really, really big plus. Um, a lot of people pointing their nose, like saying this is a possibility that this is when he's coming back. What do you think? Um, I mean, it, all signs pointed in that direction before the bye. So I have no reason to believe that's not going to happen. Jesus. I mean, we're in a wasteland of information right now. I, I haven't heard anything from anyone anywhere. Uh, there's no Twitter like speculation of any, any value going on. There's, there's been nothing that I've picked up on now. It, Talk, if we talk to Jeff Risden, maybe he's heard uh, some twittering, you know, here and there, whatever. Um, but it it is just a complete wasteland. So it, I would love, I would love nothing more to give you guys a a scoop on on what I expect to have happen with any of these guys. But uh, you know, like I said, hand, I feel like it, trending in the right direction. Mike Daniels, it was speculated before that he might take a little bit more time, but that is that was pure speculation at that point. Uh, Jared Davis was back, uh, but not 100%. So you expect, you know, with a week off, you expect him to be closer to 100%. Uh, Slay is up in the air for sure. Um, but I, I would be, you know, I, I'd be like 75% optimistic that he's coming back. Um, it's, it's, there's just Danny Amendola is in the concussion protocol as well, I believe, or was it a chest injury or both? Um, he's, he's a 50, 50. I have no idea what to expect. If, if he's, if he's back, I expect that he'll be about hundred percent. If he's not back, then when he does come back, I think he'll be a hundred percent, but it'll just be a matter of time. It is so tough. So incredibly tough at this moment in time to predict these. Yeah. yeah. Not used to having these, these bye weeks so early. I mean, I think we did one or twice uh, the last few years, but we didn't have quite so many injuries that we had to cover in that amount of time. So, yeah. I have to get something here. Something else came this week from from who, who's who's our favorite male friend? M A I L. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not doing the mailbag. We're doing mail with like the post office. Who's our favorite male friend? Do you remember? I think it starts with a P. It is. It is. Peter Von Panda every week. And now, like I said, we're going to turn these into giveaways. This one, I think, is going to be one of the hottest ones we got. Uh, people are going to clamor for this one here. I'm going to pop it open, and I'll I'll read the note on it first here because this is some this is some sharp stuff. Super stylish. Um, people are this is like this is one of those things that people are going to get trampled at Walmart for on, on Christmas. All right. He said you're going to want to put your valuables in this, and I'm not going to say what it is yet, so you don't get robbed like we did by the Chiefs. <laughs> 
Apparently, we give the Chiefs everything and take from the Lions everything. We earned a win by two TDs. Detroit versus everybody. Peter Von Panda, look at this stylish fanny pack. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to see a lot of... I mean, think about this. You're going to the game. You got your tickets back here, right? If the Lions play in London next year, make sure if you win that, you take that and wear that there. That's 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 a fashion statement. Get your sunglasses right here, your flask right here. <laughs> oh. Make sure that you refer to it as a fanny pack as often as possible over there. <laughs> really, really nice work. Good stuff from. Uh, Peter Von Panda. Remember, check him out. Peter Von Panda. He's at YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Some of the greatest um, YouTube uh, reviews you're going to see. I swear, before you do the the Amazon link, hit Peter Von Panda's YouTube channel. You're going to see anything. I mean, it's it's some of the most eclectic mix of things, but at the same time, it's like everything. It's like going to Amazon because they have everything. He He's reviewed everything, right? I mean, you name it. And then it's interspersed with all kinds of great stuff. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. He's awesome. He calls in on our post-game show. He gives us much, much love. Go to his site. He's got, he's over 85,000 subscribers now. Really, really cool stuff. So check him out. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. And if you don't laugh, I'll give you every dollar back that you spent in on this show this week. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you're a Patreon person. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, we got this thing that we do every now and then. Um, we talked today about our threat assessment, and then we went and did it without packaging it right. So if we're going to do something, I think we've probably just got to really pull out the package and take you around the division. That's good video case. That's good. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> Did you just concuss yourself? <laughs> yeah, aneurysm. Um, I think I saw your brain <laughs> pop against the side of your skull. <laughs> Not as young as I used to be. Uh, or maybe as smart. How many have you had? How many concussions have you had so far already in real life? Um, it would depend on... I, I don't know for sure how many of them were full-on concussions, um, but at least four is possibly as many as 10. Yeah, don't shake your head like that anymore. <laughs> I think it's a little loose in there. <laughs> I just like to use my face like as a, as a, you know, to lead my face, you know, in various sports. I, I, I thought my face was better than my hands. So indoor sports alone. That's, that's when you do that. Okay. All right. Take us around the vision. Where do you want to start? You want to start down at the bottom with the, uh, the, yeah, well, and I think we, we can probably, I mean, I don't think there's anything <laughs> left to say about the Packers, so we can just leave them out, but we could go to the Bears first. Um, and boy, that was gratifying. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, and I know everyone's tired of this joke, but I still love, you know, I think Chase Daniels is my favorite quarterback in the league just because his name tells you exactly what to do to him. Um, I, I liked the the Lal Bears. That I was able to revive that meme this this week. It was it was really really great. They had that little bit of hope there. <laughs> and I don't think the Raiders are straight up as bad as I thought they might be. Uh, but I still don't think they're a good team. And I think that the Bears collapse on offense. And, and there's it'll be. I mean, the fascinating part. The fascinating part is how long Mitch Trubisky will be out, and whether or not that even improves their offense when he comes back. 
because obviously their offense wasn't exactly lighting it up, you know, on all cylinders right. before he went out. I, he had, they had one good week with him. You know where um, I think the Raiders are? Sorry, just because they're coming up here soon. I think they're a team. They're a, they're a good young team, right? But that makes them dangerous because a young team really starts to believe when they find success. So we could be hitting them at a pretty tough time if they find a, a, a little bit of success here in the near term. But um, you're, you're right. They're probably better than we thought, but they're still a young team. And I think they're going to ebb and flow a little bit from week to week in, um, in the emotion of the day. So we'll see. My theory on John Gruden is that he wears thin on everybody, though. Uh, so, Not good if you think but, he but wears thin. <laughs> um, but uh, he may, by through this year, he may be able to get away with that personality. Uh, we've seen it other places. You know, Bruce Arians wears thin on people. Um, Chip Kelly wears thin on people. Uh, Jim Harbaugh wears thin on people. Um, What's he got? Eight, nine years left in that contract? Oh, Jesus. Uh, who are you talking about? Jim Harbaugh or, or John Gruden? Gruden? <laughs> Gruden's grinder. Um, but uh, so those are coaches to me that are capable of coming in and, and, and immediately making something happen or look like something is happening. Uh, but they have a hard time with staying power uh, because they have a hard time. You know, guys who've been around them for long enough get really irritated, that kind of thing. Um, that's my thought on him, which means that yes, this year the Raiders could be tough, tougher than I expected because I think it's a weird, weird things going on down there. Um, I did love Josh Jacobs coming out of the draft. I thought he was my favorite back in the draft by a long shot. Um, I thought perhaps they that's the other guy played him against him. Drafted him. Yeah, perhaps they overdrafted him, but at the same time. I don't, they're, they're clearly, it's clearly paying dividends. And that's, that's what happens with, uh, when a rookie running back is really good, Mm -hmm. uh, they, they're, they have a major, major positive impact on the team right away. They might not have a positive impact on the team long term, but that is the potential of a rookie running back. Um, so, I mean, they're interesting, but I don't need to go, we don't need to go any further into the Raiders. Uh, the, 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 the Bears are just, the, their offense and it is terrible. Um, their defense isn't as good as it was last year. Of course, how could it have been? Who called that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still really good. It's still really good, and it's going to win them some games. And when we face them, I'm going to be worried about their defense. I don't mean to say that any other possible way, but it's not as good as it was last year. And and there's just there, there's no shock in that because you can't maintain that level. You can't unless you're the Patriots and, and mm-hmm. even them, even they, they it's have flows on their offense offensive and defense. Though. They're just overall team is, you know, so consistent, but it, it's, it's just so incredibly difficult to, to maintain what they were able to do. I, I, I should have checked before we did this on what their turnover stats are, but I can't imagine that their that their fumble recoveries are on pace, even remotely on pace for what they had last year. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think that what we're looking at here is a testament, at least in today's NFL, in the concept of going all in in free agency and giving up your draft to, to try to win one now. Uh, because you can see some real great examples in our division in Minnesota and Chicago of teams that have gone all in. I don't, you know, I laugh about 
the the Bears haven't picked in the first round since they got Biscuit, right? And and they're not picking the first round next year even. Um, they don't have much time before they get cap hurt and they start losing these players and they got no young players developing. They haven't been. Well, I mean, the Rams the Rams are another example. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just not seeing that happen and. There, it feels like a swing in the miss for the Bears for sure, and it's starting to wear. You're starting to see Minnesota. Um, I mean, they won this week against the Giants, right? But I don't think that's a, a yeah a, a big stellar kind of a thing. Danny Dimes is still Danny Dimes, right? And we'll talk about their offense and how there is potential there now if they get a little confidence. But yeah, they they don't have much time either, and then that's going to start breaking apart. Now they've they've been able to draft some young talent. And uh, they'll be in a little bit better shape. But again, you look at it, you look at, at the the approach, and you compare that and contrast it with what Bob Quinn's doing, right? Where it's a slower approach, right? But it is a more long term and broader success rate than look. Khalil Mack is the guy. Danny Trevathan, of course. Um, the, the the defense is great, but it's it's all about Mack right now. And if Mack isn't moving and doing his thing. Um, the rest of it is is a little bit, a little bit starts to get suspect. So we'll see, we'll see. I'm not saying they're bad and they're they're solely re- reliant on Mac, but without Mac, if Mac wasn't playing, they'd be in a world of hurt on that defense. Mm-hmm. I think the two best things that have happened to uh, the Lions as far as the division is concerned so far this year is obviously the Eagles beating the Packers, but also the Bears beating the Vikings because when the Bears beat the Vikings, it was a you know a sign that. Uh, the Vikings offense can't function against a top tier defense. It was also a sign later on when the Bears lost to Raiders that I mean, I mean, just from a statistics standpoint, then you've got both of those teams down a game. Um, but also that uh, <laughs> their offense is so terrible that the Vikings should have been able to shut them out and mm-hmm. couldn't. Um, so. Uh, well, we, yeah, it's talking about the Vikings, though. I mean, I do think there is, I mean, their issue, obviously, so far, the talking point was the confidence in the offense between Kirk Cousins and his receivers. That was the big, the big hubbub, the big hubbub. And obviously, this week, they, they had a good performance. Thielen got his. Diggs still didn't really get his, but it, it would be weird. It, it, that is maybe the big question mark is how does he react to not getting fed while the team is still winning? Yeah. Does he react to that in a positive way because the team won or does he still uh, harboring a grudge because they won, but it wasn't, it had nothing to do with his performance. Yes. Let the um, hate so it is interesting. You. It is interesting. My and, favorite line and, from Star Trek. Right. Right. Yeah. Ooh, ouch. Um, <laughs> I love doing that to you. I love doing that to you. <laughs> My feels. Um, <laughs> One of these times you're going to wear that R2-D2 onesie on the video and people are going to realize. It's, it's a Stormtrooper onesie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did it again. It's too hot in here right now, but during the winter I'll crank, I'll, I'll pull open the, the patio door and wear it during the show. I'll wear some Spock ears to really perfect. <laughs> I activate your almonds a little bit. <laughs> anyway, um, lightsaber. The, I mean, the, the Vikings defense did a great job against the, against the giants. But once again, it is not a, a, how many times in the history of young quarterbacks have we seen a young quarterback come out or even a backup quarterback? Like we saw with Jace, chase Daniels the first time that, that he filled in this year, 
come out and have a really good game on their first game mm-hmm. and then immediately regress back to, you know, expectation. I that's a, what happened with. I have a friend, well, he's a, he's a colleague, but he's become a friend. Works for another company. We do, we, we do a kind of a benchmarking call, uh, like an industry call, just shoot the shit every other week. And uh, he was at the, um, the Giants game and uh, he's a Giants fan. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, I understand. He, he's, he's very realistic about the team that he has. But uh, he said that uh, Danny threw a couple of really beautiful passes, like laid some real nice ones in there that he has. He, he's like, Look, I know the team isn't there now. I got questions about Gettleman and everything else, he said. But this guy, this guy is is a lot better than what I thought he was going to be and uh, really could turn into something. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets the players around him. But um, again, he's I don't. I don't look to him, my friend here for super analysis, but it's interesting to see that somebody on the spot saw some really, really good stuff out of him. And that's against the Vikings defense that is not a bad defense. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not out here to say that Danny can't do it. Um, but now I'm that just team. saying that, that <laughs> how many times have we seen that where, you know, a guy surprises the opposing team because they're not expecting what they throw at him. Yep. Um, we've seen it time and time again, and we've seen it, you Week know, we've one. seen it over full seasons too. And then a guy comes back the next season and things start to calm down. Not to overreact to what's going on with Mahomes, but that may be something we see as the season goes on with Mahomes. And I'm not, I'm not saying he's, it, Mahomes still isn't going to be a, a, an incredible quarterback, oh, but we're already seeing his, his per game, you know, stat lines start to dip. And if that continued, you could say, you know, okay, well, that's, you know, we overreacted to something new that nobody's seen and wasn't expecting. And now that everybody's expecting it, they can specifically game plan for it. And unless the Chiefs adjust the way they use him and, and get more diverse and, and try new things, then they're going to get stuck in a rut of doing the same thing over and over again. And everybody's going to know what they're doing. Where have we heard that before? Detroit, where everybody fucking knew what we were doing mm-hmm. for years. So I'll I'll talk a little bit about that too. I mean, the other part is, is, you know, the mental game is, is big in the NFL. It's, it's, it's really big. And you got a young quarterback like that. A lot of that, you know, the, the, the ads now he's doing the state farm stuff with Mr. Smugface. Um, those kinds of things in that constant, that, that builds you up in your own mind. You, you believe your own press and, and good play begets good play. When you're doing well, you're going to continue to do well and you're going to, you're going to trend towards doing well because your confidence is, is up. A big part of how you play is how confident you are. We talk about Stafford windows when he was able to make some of those passes and then that kind of, they kind of neutered that out of him a little bit in the Caldwell years and the Cooter years. Um, where it wasn't until we were doing comeback games that he was able to go back into and do his thing. You know, you look at Mahomes and he believes he can put that ball there and he takes the chance to do it and he's surrounded by a team that gives him the opportunity to do those things. If other teams start playing him hard, it starts hitting your confidence and he's young enough where you could affect this guy's career. You can affect it both positively and negatively by by him outplaying consistently or being outplayed consistently. So so watch Patrick Mahomes. He may be a real interesting kind of cat that um kind of defines this this kind of player in the NFL, how they you know, how success and failure of a team around them affects their specific play. Well and he he very even I mean he specifically came out and said, you know, the Lions did the same thing, the Colts did the same thing, the Patriots did against him uh in the in the in the playoffs last year, which is play man to man almost exclusively. And that's not what he's used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And if that is how he, everybody learns how to play against him, they have to learn to overcome that. No, I mean, I, get I, used I, do to it. Think, <laughs> I do think Tyreek Hill is a big 
part of them beating that it, when he comes back. But at the same time, you know, it, 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 if he can't run rampant on every team because they're all, they all know the best way to slow him down, once somebody has figured it out, it, it becomes a, you know, his career averages are not going to hold up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he, to he's the on pace. I mean, he's on pace through, a, you know, uh, less than a year and a half starting to be the greatest quarterback of all time. That's not going to hold up. I mean, he's, he could be the greatest quarterback of all time. But what I'm saying is, you know, it, unless they make adjustments for how they want to play things, his averages are going to come down. He's going to look like a very talented dude with a hell of an arm. Who can't do everything on his own. Yep. Yep. There you go. All right. Anything in, since we're still talking about Minnesota, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, no, Dalvin Cook sucks. Yeah, God, I hate him. <laughs> uh, man, hopefully, uh, Kyle something. Rudolph might be missing a little time. I, I'll have to, I'll have to check in on that tomorrow. Um, I just remember him leaving the game, so we'll check in on that. All right, cool. All right, with that, we're going to call it a week. Thank you. This show, remember, we need your involvement. We look for your comments in the subreddit to give us that feedback. That uh, that rocks our world when you do that. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. You want to really rock our world? Head to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We'll get you signed up for that Slack immediately. It's an automated system. We like to make things like that. And you can get in and you can start talking with the most intelligent chant on the internet. As little as a dollar a month or more will get you access to that and the greatest appreciation. Case, Chris, Riz, uh, Sam, and we're all, we're all there. We all hang out there with a bunch of people. It's a good place. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast on Instagram is Detroit Lions podcast and on the Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very, very best place to see case with no pants on. Give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast all one word Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast and we can show up in your ear holes every time we talk automatically. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, we'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection, baby. Final seconds winding down and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. There was no hookers and no blow on that bus. Okay.